Hello and welcome to the Roman Army League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, we're going to take a look back at the Washington Team Las Vegas Raiders game from last weekend. The team is on a four-game winning streak for the second consecutive year. This team plays its best, but it's back against the wall. Also, look ahead to the Washington Team Cowboys game this upcoming weekend. This team is up to the sixth spot in the NFC playoff race. With a win this weekend, they will be a real threat to take the division. Lastly, I'll take a look at some weird wire pickups and matchup based starts for your fans football teams. Lots to cover on this episode, so here we go. Looking back at the Raiders game, the team started off hot. That first drive was a thing of beauty. Gibson had a nice run on first down, first play of the game. Uh, a couple you know, nice plays of John Bates by Heineke, and then a key, key third down to Terry. Um, Taylor took a shot. They brought the blitz. Uh, it was a beautiful timing route where it hit Terry right on the sideline. Great, great ball by Taylor. And it finished off with a beautiful catch uh, from Logan uh, for a touchdown and the drive. Um, beautiful one-handed catch. It was great to see Logan back. Unfortunately, uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know he's out for the season. But uh, again, that was a great moment from Logan. Defense was the catalyst again. Um, they were great. This is the reason this team is winning the last four game is the defense. Um, Jonathan Allen was banged up, a little bit of a groin injury. He actually was limited in practice today on Wednesday. Um, so hopefully he's going to be more of a full go here for the Dallas game this Sunday because they obviously team really needs him, especially with everyone else out. Uh, Matt Ioannidis stepped up, had a better better game, one of the better games last five or six games. kind of been quiet in my opinion. And Deron Payne did what he does usually as well. Um, always always sat against the run, but I thought he had a few nice rushage, rushes um, this week against the Raiders. So they're going to need more of that coming up against Dallas. I really liked what I saw from James Smith-Williams. Um, he did a really good job uh, using his bull rush, using his power. Um, Speed-to-power moves are great. Um, he did have a hands-to-the-face penalty, but um, really he was dominating that guy on the right tackle, Brandon Parker. Um, but unfortunately, it was a call for the penalty, but I really liked the way James Smith-Williams played against the Raiders. I think it's his best game since uh, Chase and Montez went out. Um, Jamie Davis had his most run in a while. Um, I think probably the most plays he's played so far in his rookie year. Um, up and down, he did make some nice plays, a um, couple on a couple screen plays, but he did have three or four missed miss tackles. What I like to see is he's progressing and he's playing faster. He at least it looks like he's trusting his instincts and uh, at least is you know trusting his eyes and going after the ball. And that's all you can ask for from a rookie linebacker, especially with all with all that athleticism and speed. Um, yeah, Kaliki Hudson and uh, DeShazer Everett in for Collins, kind of a, you know, one-two punch for those two. Kaliki Hudson got hurt, so only played really the first quarter, first quarter and a half. Then DeShazer uh, came in and played strong safety, and they moved Cam Crow to the Buffalo nickel position. Shays will come in and hit you, man. I love that play he made on Josh Jacobs. Excuse me, uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, Kenyon Drake, unfortunately, got hurt in that play based on tackle from James Williams, but uh, Shays will come up there. Um, definitely love the way that... Uh, he comes downhill because he will, you know, lay, lay the boom. Uh, and that is definitely is probably the better aspects of his game. I thought Kendall was great again. Um, coming off his best game of the year, in my opinion, the Seahawks game. Held his own on the outside. Um, William Jackson III continues to do well for me as well. He's uh, forming into that player I was hoping this team was getting when they signed him in the offseason. Danny Johnson, I really like him in the slot. I think I love the way that he's playing. Um, he's just really very technical sound. Um you know, definitely knows how to you know, execute a man coverage, execute in zone coverage. Um, and then a really, you know, best set of defenses had Kendall on the outside and Danny Johnson into that nickel position. I um, love Cam Crow's versatility. Uh, everyone knows my affinity for Cam Crow on this podcast. I just love his versatility to switch. You know, he's been playing strong safety and an elite level the last five or six weeks. But with Landon Collins out, he had to go back to that Buffalo nickel role and his play didn't switch a beat. Um, 
he plays positionless football and I think it's why Ron and Jack love him so much because they can play him at, you know, free, strong, Buffalo nickel play in the slide as well. Um, can even rush the pass for a little bit as well on the outside. Um, and then uh, moving on Bob McCain. That Bob McCain was good. They did a really good game. I think he had a better game against than he had against last week against Seattle. Um, he was decisive in his reads. He came up on a little swing route and um, made a play on the ball. I think it was a third down conversion. He did a really, third down play and he did a really good job uh, attacking. He flew around. And I think that last, you know, last few plays of the game on the deep route, I thought it was beautiful. I mean, he a little tug on the jersey, maybe by the, you know, the rule of the law, he might have been called. But I just love he didn't panic. Most guys in there just tackle the receiver and just automatic, you know, pass interference. But, you know, Bobby stayed composed. Um, he played the ball perfectly. Um, and I think, you know, really why penalty wasn't called there because it didn't, you know, on live action, live speed, there was nothing to call. And obviously, you replay a little little tug on the jersey, but I thought Bobby did a great job. Um, moving on to offense, I think Taylor had a gutsy, gutsy performance. Took a lot of hits. Obviously, line didn't do him as many favors this week. Um, the Raiders you know, brought the blitz a few times as well. Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe are no joke. Um, and I think it maybe it's led to some inaccuracies in his game. I think it's probably the most inaccurate he's been since after the bye. Since before the bye, excuse me. So, um, But either way, the dude's a baller. And... You're confident in him at the end of the game. I think a lot of Washington fans were confident he was able to lead the team down for a uh, game-winning field goal even after the interception. I love that he doesn't let anything rattle him. The inter- interception, like much like that Giants game in week two this year, um, when he could have lost him in the game against the Giants, came back next possession, led the team for a field goal, did the same thing this week against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So um, he's just improving and improving. You could tell the team loves him and realizes him. Jonathan Allen even said this is the reason he needs to be our quarterback. So, um, you know, he's a guy that he's, this team loves and plays for, and he's definitely been a huge part of this win streak. Uh, Gibby was another workhorse work, work, again. Um, this is out punishment, definitely isn't afraid of contact, and I, I think he's getting stronger and stronger as the game goes on. I think his stamina is building up. Um, you know, once he gets to the 2025 carry mark, he looks even you know fresher. He's coming on. He's coming on. I, I love the way he's developing. He's holding the ball a little better. Um, He's going to, at this pace, going to surpass 1,000 yards for the first time in his career at 800 exactly. Um, and he actually leads the NFC in rushing yards. I think he's fifth total in the NFL, but leads the NFC. Um, stepped up in the pass game without JD. That was that was huge. This team loves and needs JD. His versatility out of the backfield, you can't quantify it. So, um, Gibson was awesome. He had a touchdown catch, I think five catches total. Um, they're going to need more of that if JD is out again this this week and in the coming weeks. So um, Gibson was, you know, an absolute stud. Um, Terry was getting shadow coverage all game. Um, doubled, was taking it, well, he was doubled. He was taking out of the game plan. That Raiders obviously were emphasis on him. And that's what's going to happen going forward just because he's Washington's best receiver by far. Um, and, you know, you got to hope to make. But again, I, I put on some onus on Scott Turner to get him the ball more, whether it's screen plays. Quick slants. Um, either way, no matter what, if he's getting doubled, guys like Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Day are getting doubled and they're still getting their looks. So this offense needs to do a good job of getting Terry the ball because there's no excuse for him to only get two or three catches whatever he had this week. Adam Humphreys, I think, came up clutch with some really uh, tough catches in that last drive. Taylor was looking for him. That's why Taylor almost had an interception. But Hump has great hands, you know. Um, uh, he's just a good guy to have in your team. He's the, one of the elite route runners in that slot position, in my opinion. Um, doesn't do much for you after the catch, but he definitely will hold on to the ball. And uh, he'll run the route exactly the way it needs to be run and at the exact depth. And that's a great guy to have in your team, especially as a slot receiver. 
Logan Thomas looked good, looked comfortable in a second week back. Um, injury, I thought, was tough. It, it was dirty. I think Yannick Ngakwe did not need to go low on that. I think Ron didn't want to say that, but I'm going to say it for him because that was a dirty play by Yannick Ngakwe that was uncalled for, and it led to Logan Thomas using me and ended as he was placed on IR um, this Wednesday. Um, will be a huge loss for this team, but uh, unfortunately they played a good amount of season without him. I think John Bates has stepped up. He's been great in the run game, um, and he has good hands as well, and not a guy that's going to make his dynamic after the catch, but it's sure-handed, uh, Evan up that fourth down against Carolina. And then rookie Seals Jones being back will help. Practice last week, wasn't able to go, but he practices again this week uh, on Wednesday at a limited basis. His team really needs him because um, he is a little, he's more dynamic than Bates and uh, can make some plays similar like a Logan Thomas. And, you know, that was evident in the first part of this year. O-line had some struggles with Crosby and Ngakwe. Like I said, those guys are two of the, you know, better pass rushing duos in the NFL right now. Expected, but need to be, you know, need to step up. Uh, need to be stronger at the point of attack. I felt like they were just pushed too easily, especially with their hand placement um, between those guys. So Leno needs to step up a little bit. Uh, I thought Leno had one a report is poor game doesn't really uh, and Cornelius Lucas is now struggle for back-to-back weeks but um, both still really good players and I think they'll, they, they should be fine going forward they can rectify that um, shout out to Brian ja- Johnson the former Hokie kicker uh, I wasn't holding my breath in that last 48 yard field goal I thought Ron should have went for it try to kill some clock more but um, obviously no better than me Brian Johnson cool comic collective knocked down a field goal put his team ahead 36 seconds or whatever it was one time out to play and that takes some guts and um it was great to see him you know have a good performance like that and with the kicker uncertainty for this team he can be a guy that wins the job long term if he plays well these next two or three weeks with joey sly out um Brian johnson might be a kicker for this team for the rest of the year maybe even going into next year overall another solid win for four in a row um and you know just you know funny thing that i noticed is crazy this team won back-to-back games 17 to 15 i wonder how many times that's happened in NFL history just kind of a unique score in my opinion and it's weird to do on back-to-back weeks uh, moving to the washington dallas game uh dallas will be a tough matchup i'm not gonna you know sugarcoat that i mean they're a good football team um inconsistent football team some at times but obviously very talented and the offense hasn't been as good as of late due to injuries whether that's cd lamps concussion amara cooper with covid offensive line issues um dak's been a little inconsistent as of late but again the playmakers are plenty uh, cd lamb was my favorite wide receiver prospect in 2020 um love the guy it hurt me when he went to dallas um, but he's a baller i, I love the what he does uh, after the catch i mean he's just tough to bring down turns into a running back there was a play against Texas in college at Oklahoma his junior year where he, I don't know how he scored. He basically looted eight guys for a touchdown. And I, I encourage anyone to look that up. I'm sure some people know exactly the play I'm talking about. But, and again, he's special at the catch point too, very much like DeAndre Hopkins. So CeeDee Lamb's a guy that uh, Washington defense needs to key on. Obviously, Evan Martin Cooper is still one of the better receivers in the NFL. Michael Gallup's a really good, really, really good number two wide receiver in this league. I'm sure he's going to leave free agency next year to go to a, get a bigger role. And even Cedric Wilson, the former Boise State wide receiver, can make plays um, for Dallas. Alton Schultz is a solid tight end as well, especially between the hashes. So, um, again, there's some weapons. I'm not going to, you know, this is going to be a tougher matchup with this defense going against Dallas. Dak is 23 touchdowns and eight interceptions. But, again, like I said, he's been a little inaccurate of late. Um, I feel like this defense can contain them the way they're playing. I mean, they did it against Brady a few weeks, two weeks ago. Derek Carr is no slouch. Um, obviously, Cam is a little not as, you know, Cam of, you know, five or six years ago but again they did a good job against him and i did a good job against russell wilson too but russell's obviously a little unhealthy as well so um but again i think i think the stevens is definitely up for the task obviously zeke elliott and tony pollard are probably the, one of the best one two running back duos in the nfl right now tony pollard has great long speed he's definitely more the explosive running backs of two 
Zeke is more of a three yards in a cloud of dust at this run in a type, type of his career. So when they're running the ball, they're very effective. It's when they're most effective. So um, in my opinion, this Washington defense has to shut down the run and make Dak Prescott beat you because that would really help uh, this team go up for a long way. You have to make them one-dimensional because one Dak, uh, he's a good quarterback. I'm not taking that away from him at all, but if they can put the ball in his hands, I think it's going to help this team go a long way instead of having you know to contend with that run game. Um, their O-line isn't what it used to be. I'm tired of hearing telecast saying, you know, Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. These guys are getting old. They're not the same players. Zach Martin was absolutely destroyed by Chris Jones a couple weeks ago against the Chiefs. Um, and I think John Allen could do the same thing to him. Because I think John Allen is the same class as Chris Jones. Um, you got Tyron Smith. Um, still a good tackle, but constantly banged up. Um, he did come back on Thanksgiving Day, but um, again, not the same player. You got Zach Moore and Tyler Baezdez, the center from Wisconsin, Connor McGovern, the interior. Um, that, those three can be taken advantage of. I think John Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Ionides will you know, have, do plenty of they can to uh, rush Dak. You got Terrence Steele on the right side. He's had a better year this year coming off a so-so rookie year. He was an undrafted rookie, so that was to be contended, I mean, to be expected. Um, but those two can be beat. Like I said, it, you're going to have Jason Williams, Shaq, Shaka Tony, Casey Two on the outside. Um, it would have been absolutely huge to get Montez Sweat back because he was eligible to be taken off IR, but he is out with COVID. So that is a huge loss for this team. He's going to be out at least 10 days. Hopefully he's about, he, hopefully he can be back for the Philly game next week. Getting Landon Collins back was huge. He does a lot for this defense. He's been a huge, huge instrumental part um, for this turnaround. Playing that Buffalo knuckle position, he can play in the box. He can play a little bit on the outside. He can play deep safety when he absolutely has to. Obviously, that's not ideal. But, you you know, Braun loves position necessarily, and Landon Collins can do that. He was out of practice on Wednesday. Hopefully he can get back for Thursday and Friday um, to get to get into game action on Sunday. You need Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb to step up. Jamin Davis, unfortunately, has a concussion. He did not practice on Wednesday. That is also a huge loss. Hopefully, he can play. Um, to that point, I guess you have David Mayo, um, which is not an ideal situation to play with Cole Holcomb. Um, it would have been nice to have Kalee Hudson, but he got placed on IR. So that will be a huge loss if Jamin Davis can play, just because I, you know, it's going to be hard to take up who's going to who. I don't know who's going to take those reps at this point. I mean, you could try to ask Landon to play full-time linebacker and then bring in Deshaies Everett a little more and then put Cam Curl at the Buffalo Nickel again. Um, but we'll see how that goes, especially, and that's contingent on Landon Collins even playing. Uh, the secondary plays like they have been in this last month of the season, they can contain that group. Now, they're going to have some big plays here and there. They just can't be the 70 to 80 yard, you know, big play touchdowns. They're going to, you can give them the 20, 30 yard plays, but again, you, they just cannot be the backbreakers like this team did in the beginning and part of the year. Um, and with guys like CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper, and Gallup, and Zeke and Pollard, there's going to be some plays you got to contend with that, but you just got to limit them, keep them to a, you know, one or two, you know, big plays for the game. And uh, moving to the Cowboys defense, the Cowboys defense is average. Um, in my opinion, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is back from injury. He kind of eased back into the rotation last week. Ose Udizua, uh, Udizua he, he's a good defense tackle. Came to UCLA. He was a good pick for them in the third round. He's done a really good job for them rushing the passer. Uh, Carlos Watkins, another D tackle, and Dorrance Armstrong from Kansas on the edge rusher at the other side. Randy Gregory might come back. That will be a big boon for them because he, he is a solid edge rusher. Uh, but for Washington, it's there's no secret to what they're trying to do and what they need to be doing. They have to establish the run. They got to keep the game plan going as last month. Keep Taylor's attempts to 25 to 30. Um, you know, Taylor's going to be a guy that he did a couple interceptions drop his last couple weeks. And that might not be in his case going against Dallas with guys like Trayvon Diggs, who has really good hands. So um, 
I think Taylor's gonna have a good game. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying we gotta they gotta make sure that they keep him in check and just really, really lean on Antonio Gibson like they have been. I'm um, getting JB JD McKissick back would be absolutely huge for the flow of this offense. I think while this team struggled on offense last week because JD wasn't there, Taylor didn't have his outlet. JD's a guy that does so so much for this team, whether it's getting five, six carries a game or seven, eight catches out of the backfield, but he just had safety valve that Taylor really needs to have, and he wasn't there last week. So getting him back would be huge. He unfortunately did not practice on Wednesday, but hopefully he can get a practice in Thursday or Friday. Michael Parsons is a beast, and I'm taking the away from him. I, I said in my podcast last you know last year that he was the best defensive player in this class. It was more his off-field issues that I thought could have been a problem, but fortunately for Dallas, that has not been the case. He plays everywhere, edge rusher. Off-ball linebacker, he's rushed from the inside, from the interior. Um, he could do a little bit of everything, and he, he definitely needs someone that Steve uh, Washington obviously need to count for. You got Keanu Neal, Leighton Van Der Esch, the other linebacker. Van Der Esch isn't the player he used to be. Keanu Neal's making that possession switch from safety, um, but he is, you know, a good in-the-box player. And then you have, but you have to attack Anthony Brown, cornerback. Um, he had four PIs against the Raiders on there's, uh, Thanksgiving. He's vulnerable. He struggles with the ball in the hair. He panics. He, you know, grabs the receiver. Um, so that's someone they needed, whether it's whoever is he, I'm sure he's not covering Terry McLaurin. He's going to be gone. Guys like DeAndre Carter, De'Ami Sims, excuse me, De'Ami Brown or Cam Sims. Hopefully Curtis Samuel as well. And the have Trayvon Diggs. He's a really good player, but he can be beat. He hunts for the ball way too much and his eyes are in the wrong place a lot. Um, but he has the skills to make up for it. He is a talented athletic player. And he has very, very good hands. So Diggs, but again, Diggs get calls for a good amount of penalties too. So I'm excited to see Terry McLaurin versus Trayvon Diggs. Terry McLaurin had a little, they had a little dust up last year in that first game. Diggs was talking smack. Next play, Terry went on a little stop and go and got him deep. And uh, Diggs shut up the rest of the game. So hopefully Terry has another similar you know play to that. Uh, J. Ron Curse and Monte Casey at safety is an okay duo. Um, they can make some plays for you. Casey's, you know, their prototypical deep ball middle safety. Um, Curse plays more closer than the line of scrimmage. Looks like Curtis Samuel will play again for third week. You know, knock on wood. He's limited in practice on Wednesday. But hopefully he can get some more reps. Maybe he can get it up to that 25 to 30 threshold because they could use him this week, whether he can play a little bit. Um, even in the backfield, if JD is out, he can play a little like a third down role. That would be huge. Um, and give him a few carries as well because they try to do that in that fourth down against the Raiders that set up the Brian Johnson field goal. I could see him doing some more of that going forward. Uh, I want to see some downfield shots of the play action. They really take too many against the Raiders. Um, if they run the ball 30 times, if they have been, you, there could be some, you know, big plays going down the field to Terry McLaurin, De'Ami Brown, DeAndre Carter, guys like that they can get down the field. I'd love to see that against this Dallas defense that is vulnerable to the big play. Um, getting Ricky Seals-Jones back would be huge to help out tough the loss. Logan, Logos, Logan, like I said, was placed on IR. RSJ is a guy that is dynamic after the catch. <clears throat> Good, solid hands. Um, and, you know, someone that this team could really use back as a tight end one with Logan out. Um, but either way, it's going to be a good matchup on Sunday. I can't wait to watch it. I'm sure, like any other Washington fan, they are they are you know very hyped for the game. This is one of the bigger games they've had in a while. Um, probably the biggest of this year so far. Um, but so far, uh, I'm not going to bet against the team right now. Last week I did just because I thought of the circumstances. I'm not surprised that they beat the Raiders. But I just thought going cross country short week with the Raiders having ten days off would have been you know tough to tough odds. But Washington. Did what they need to do to get the win. I think they can do it again this week. Whether the guys are going to be out, hopefully some of those guys come back. But I think Washington football team keeps the train rolling and gets it within one game of the division lead with a 20 to 27 to 24 win. Moving on, fantasy football. I think Taylor Heineke is a good matchup this week against Dallas. He's coming off a two touchdown performance, and I expect him to make plays with his legs in this one. I think he's going to have to, and I think he's going to, you know, maybe get 50 to 60 yards rushing, maybe rush the touchdown this week against Dallas. Dallas has given up 24 points to opposing quarterbacks in three of the last five games. 
Running backs, you got Deontay Foreman, Tennessee running back going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 19 carries, 109 yards before the bye against the Patriots and Jacksonville. Obviously, is a good matchup. And you have San Francisco running back Jermichael Hasty at the Cincinnati Bengals. San Francisco loves to run the ball. With Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr. a little banged up, you know, Hasty could be a get starter reps, and that means 20, 25 carries. Hasty's a talented guy at a, a Baylor, and uh, he's made the most of his opportunities in the past when given um, starter reps. Then you have receivers, KJ Osborne, the, he's a Viking receiver playing against the Steelers on Thursday night. He'll be the wide receiver too if Thielen is out, which looks like probably is the case. He's had a nice year so far. He has over 400 yards and as that third receiver in that group. He just needs more chances. Um, he's going to step up with Thielen out. I like him. Um, then you have Amon, Amon, Saint, Amon Ross St. Brown, the receiver for the Lions. He's a rookie at a USC. He's got either at Denver this week. He had 12 targets last week for 10 catches, 86 yards, and the game-winning touchdown to finally give Detroit their first one of the year. He's by far the most talented receiver in that in that room. Um, he was a target demon at USC. Um, he's a guy that can play in the slot, play on the outside, really good hands, good speed. So um, he's starting to be a you know top target for Jared Goff. And last year, the Bears tight end Cole Komet at Green Bay on Sunday night. He's at least seven targets in three of his last four games. Uh, Justin Fields looks like he'll be back, and he's a guy that looked Komet's way a lot before he got hurt. Um, so he's a guy I think is worth a pickup um, going forward, uh, especially with the playoffs coming up in fantasy. But with that, that will include this Roman League episode. Watch football team is at 500 for the first time since week four after four consecutive wins. They get to six and six and are currently the sixth seed in the playoffs if they were to start today. Looking for their fifth win in a row this week against their huge rival, the Dallas Cowboys. Hope some of these fantasy tips help in your leagues. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode looking back at the Cowboys game, along with a preview of the Washington football team Philadelphia Eagles game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram from my league underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.